continue, I, I kind of uh, uh, continue with faith for the supernatural, but I want us to look from a different angle to encourage you. I came with the word to encourage you today. That, that's, that's the whole purpose of we is to encourage you, to encourage your faith, to comfort you, and, and encourage your faith. Because one can be in a church, in the body of Christ, and can attend church meetings faithfully, but be a discouraged person. They're just discouraged. They, they come to church, and, 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 and that's why you hear prayers like, Lord, are you not seeing what I've been doing? Not so. I mean, God sees. God knows everything. But that means the person actually is discouraged. And one can be in the body of Christ and be discouraged. You can be seated someone next to you and they are discouraged. In fact, probably even drag themselves to church. But thank God you are the right place. Amen. If you, in fact, if you feel so discouraged, and ordinarily you come here at 10 o'clock, that's the day you need to be here by nine. And you, you, you use this, your, your faith and say, I was so glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I'm going early into the house of God because I know I have solution in God. Amen? So do you help me to preach? All right. Let's go again to Proverbs 8.10. Proverbs 8.10, we read some... some some weeks ago, I think two Sundays ago, it says there, receive my instruction and no silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. Because, you see, when you're looking at it, maybe now you're in need of finances, uh, in any area of your life you're in need. Let's talk about finances as an example. The, the, the easier way to be thinking is in terms of, I need money. Instead of asking God, instruct me, what am I supposed to do? You are going for the fruit. But you see what the instruction does, it's going to the root. And when the root is in the place that it can draw its provision, you know what the roots are? They're for provision, really, is that so? To, to the tree. The tree cannot continue living without the root. But then, if now the root is in place, provision must respond. The provision is there. Church in Christ, there's already provision. In fact, when you start looking at the scriptures, he's already blessed us with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's already been done. God works, then he rests. But for us to be able to enter into the works of God, we have to rest in his provision in whatever he's already done through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing that he hasn't done, church. That, that, that gives us so much hope and grace to stand before the enemy in the adversity before, where there is luck right in front of us, we can say, we know God has provided, 
I may not have the answer right now, but I know God has provided a way for me. Hallelujah. That in, when you look at the scriptures, you realize then you'll never ever be hopeless in any situation. Never be hopeless. Uh, the Lord, uh, I've heard him say this twice to me, but this one is recently of something that I kept confessing the word of God and it's man, not manifesting, but I'm going to the word of God and speaking the provision of it. And then he showed me the key and I received the answer. And then, but he said this, I commend you for even when you didn't understand what was happening and you couldn't see the results, you kept speaking my word. And then he said this, I think that was Monday morning. He says this. You see, that opens a door for me to speak to you. When you don't see the results, but you have, in, you have persisted on speaking the word of God, that opens up a door for God to instruct you because he knows everything. In other words, you are agreeing with his will when it is, everything is contrary to your expectation. That's the just. They live by faith. So then, you receive my instruction, not silver and knowledge, rather than choice gold, like what Brother Andrew was saying. You know, when you preach good, you activate things. So he, pro he preached good and he, he spoke the word good. It activated some things for me to come and speak. Amen? That's what happened. But then, listen in your heart for the instructions of the Lord Stay in the word enough that you are able to hear his voice when he speaks to you. Listen in your heart for the instructions of the Lord. You stay in the word enough that you are able to hear his voice when he speaks. Faith is a supernatural force. It's a supernatural force. It comes from God's word. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then I'll be right to say this. The word of God has faith in it. If we didn't have faith in it, you wouldn't receive any by hearing the word. You see what I'm saying? The word of God has faith in it. The word of God is the life of God. If we didn't have any life, then I wouldn't be born again by listening to the word. Or I wouldn't have any provision by listening to what the word of God says. So the word by hearing and hearing by the word of God, actually what is happening, I am receiving in me a supernatural force that has the ability to change my surroundings. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Look at this. I'm going to Hebrews 11.1 because of this, the statement that I have made that faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God, if the word of God didn't have any faith in it, you wouldn't have any by listening to it or by hearing it. But for faith is a supernatural force. So then when you are hearing and hearing the word of God, you are receiving inside of you the supernatural ability of God to change your natural circumstances. That's what happens. So if I want to have 
we are talking about faith in the supernatural, then I have to hear the word of God enough to receive his instructions and know when he's speaking to me because when that is full inside of me, it is bound to change my circumstances that which is ordinarily takes long. Faith comes in, changes. Amen? In other words, if you, you just be the same person five, ten years from today, then there's something that you're not doing. You're not receiving faith and you're not acting on it. Faith is a force. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what? When I have faith, then I have the substance of things I'm hoping for, and I have at hand the evidence of things not seen. Why do you claim that you are healed and yet, yet you still have pain in your body? Because I already have the evidence of the things not seen and the things that I'm not seeing right now is healing, but I already have evidence. This is the evidence by the stripes of Jesus. I was healed. This is the evidence. And this evidence will change the circumstances. You see what I'm saying? So whatever the situation is right now, I mean, whatever it is that you've been going through, I'm, I'm giving you hope. I'm giving you the ability to change that situation. You know what? Let me tell you the reality and facts of it is this. Things keep changing. Remember some things that threatened you some few years ago probably. It looked like you are not going to survive. You are here. Come on. You are here. And probably he'll tell you by tomorrow you are done. Tell him he's a liar. You are here. Amen. You are breathing. You have your sound mind. Amen. I saw you dancing in church. So that's you are, you are doing okay. You came over here. There are circumstances or situations that come in as if you are not going to make it. No, you will. You've read the end of the book. Amen. Tell the devil that. Remind him many times. He's a stubborn devil. Remind him. I read the end of the book. I'm here. Amen. Some years ago, it looks like I'm done. No, I'm not. I'm here. Amen. And I'm thriving. Oh, no, you're not. I'm thriving, devil. Why is that so? I have substance of the things I'm hoping for. I already have the word of God. But your business, talk, forget about my business. I have the word concerning it. I have the instruction of the Lord concerning it. God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. And I'm his favorite. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when you start acting on the word of God and start putting it in your mouth and in your heart, whatever happens, you'll have a smile concerning that situation. Whatever happens, church, there's nothing new. It's the same devil. Nothing new. He's the same one. For by it, what? Faith. The elders obtained a good testimony. And look at verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. 
So if the world was, pro was framed by the word of God, don't you know the walls respond to the word of God? And now, as you well know, I don't have a, a tangible Bible. You, know, well, you no longer come with these things. I mean, oh yeah, my goodness, man, you are that kind of a person. Now, now look at this thing. This book by itself has no power. You can say like it's in my, 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 my uh, you know, I, I began a business, yes. So what do I do? I have put the Bible in my business. And uh, it's going to prosper because I have put my Bible in the business. You know, by itself doesn't have any power. But when does it, when is it activated? In the lips of a believer and in the heart of a believing one, and it, it has the same force like the owner, the creator. Because you have received the same faith. I mean, the faith came, thank you, brother, carry it around. Yeah. The faith came from the word of God. We have received the word of God. The word of God has the faith of God. Therefore, if I receive the word, I have the faith of God. It's not mature and perfect like God's faith. But listen, it has the ability to grow and keep growing until we have the God kind of results. Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to our text. So faith is a supernatural force. It comes from God's word. It brings you to a place of whatever happens, whatever happens, you are... Oh, come, come on, why did I write over here? God's word, it brings you to a place that you have God's ability working in you in every situation. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 30. Let's see someone over here. You know, God says that... Uh, David is a man after his own heart. Don't you know that you can learn of, from David quite a bit? This is a bit lengthy, but let's go step by step. Now, it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag uh, on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag attacked Ziklag and burnt it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Now that's those are men, and, and remember David didn't have just men. They were mighty men. They wept. Are you in a situation that you have wept until you have no power to weep? I don't think so. You are here today. But think about that. They wept until they had no power to weep. Now that's devastating. Church. You know, if for, you've seen some, sometimes children, thank God none of us here. You know, a, a child has been sick and just crying and crying until, ha, ha, 
There's no voice anymore coming out of them. They've cried, cried, cried because of pain. And these are men, these are, these are mighty men, these are men of war. Do you know what that means? That really discouraged. Really discouraged. In a, in a place that they can't weep anymore, that's great discouragement. Go, let's, let me see if I, I can read another version of the same. Listen to this from the Amplified Bible. Uh, it says this, Then David and the people who are with him raised their voices and wept until they were too exhausted to weep any longer. My goodness, that's, that's, that's bad. And then, and then let's go to the next one. Uh, and David's two wives, is it the next one? Okay. I know I'm the Jerry, Jezreelites, or Jezreelites. Okay. Thank God my village does not call that way. And Abigail, the widow of Nabal the Camelite, and had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. Now look at this. Look at this. Stay right over there in verse, that verse 6 part of it. They have no strength to weep, because they have wept, until they no longer had any strength to weep. Okay, that's what the Bible says, that's so? But look at this. Whatever is left on them, or in them, instead of using it for good, they're intending to use it for evil. That is like the devil empowering them now. Now they have David in front of them, and they're looking at him as a leader. Now what are we going to do? David himself is, is, has been weeping with them, Gretel distress for the people even who are supposed to be encouraging him are speaking of stoning him. How is that to bring their wives and children back? Just, you, you know some, some decisions you, you make, you think like, how is this going to help me? They made me angry. How is it going to help if I'm going to speak a piece, give them a piece of my mind for 20 minutes. How is it going to help you? Can I tell you how it's going to help you? You have no mind left. You've given all the pieces. <laughs> That's not going to help you. You, you see, that the temptation here I want you to see is this. When you've done something and looks like things are wrong, the temptation is to make them even worse. Has the enemy ever told you this? You know, you know, oh yeah, this is a common statement that is used. Come and, and you're even saying it. You see, you know it. <laughs> That's not true. That's a lie of the enemy. What do you do? What does the scripture say? You overcome what? Evil with what? With good. You overcome evil with good. This is a bad situation. David, he shows us just before then, his own two wives have been taken away. But now instead of thinking of what's the solution out of this, the natural empowered by the enemy is to go towards evil. But David, as a leader, is doing something here. You know, it's been bad, so let's let it all continue being bad. No. Oh, it's been bad in this nation. You know, every time you turn around, 
you see that this has happened or that has happened and all that. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in this nation. No, we hold on the promises of God. We stay with the promises of God. We believe the word of God. We believe God spoke right here. He's dealing with corruption. So I'd rather go to the word of God and him speaking to me, showing me, actually I'm going to the root of it. That's why many of them shall be exposed. I'm going to the root of it. But I'm depending on you. I'm depending on your voice. I'm depending on you agreeing with my word concerning this nation so that you can go to the roots and find some people that are being exposed that they are, we didn't know. It's amazing of what is happening in this nation. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not discouraged. Go the next statement over there. But, David... Strengthen himself in the Lord his God. I've used that scripture several times and I say, and Davis, on his so bad, I say, and Davis, strengthen himself in the Lord God. Let me read it from the Amplified. Do you have it from the Amplified Bible, that same scripture in verse 6? Look at verse 6 from the Amplified Bible. It says this, David was greatly, come on, let's say that, David was greatly distressed, for the men spoke of stoning him, because the souls of them all were bitterly grieved, each man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He encouraged, say, put your name, just say, let's put it back right over there, the latter part of it. Put your name, I'm going to put in mine. But Davis encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So what do you do? You start encouraging yourself in the Lord. And I'm telling you, let me show you something over here. You see like David, actually if he had that mentality of come and buy and buy, he could have said that, Okay, if you want to stone me, go ahead and do it. I've led you all through and what do you think about? No, he didn't go into all that. He turned. These guys want to stone him. He's in a place of distress. But in the lowest place he is in, he still picked himself up and strengthened and, in, and encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord. Go to Romans 15 for then we'll come back into the scriptures over there. Romans 15. Romans 15 for. All right, you there? It says this. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might find hope. In other words, a church, the, what things are written, like you can see even what is written over here, is through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might find hope. In other words, scriptures will comfort you in situations. That's what strengthening yourself in the Lord God is. 
Remember walking up and you don't feel like even doing anything. Can I tell you how you can start? I mean, you can, you can sing even some Sunday school songs. <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. I mean, you, you just start right over there. And I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I've, I've done that. And you can say, this is the day. And, and, and you are yawning again. That's the day the Lord has made. Don't you know the Lord knows that you are using your faith now? You're activating it. And, and, and within a short time, your head now starts shaking. I, 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 woke up, I wake up by faith. I just believe God is helping me. And sometimes, sometimes, I mean it has happened sometimes, waking up still tired. You know, you remove the covers and you're still believing God for the next move. That's familiar. You remove the covers. And then you are believing God for the next move. And you are thankful. And yet the alarm has gone off. And the temptation is to continue some five more minutes. And then you place out your foot out. You know, hanging a little bit and say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm believing God. You know, you, you're just believing. What are you doing? You're believing. You're personal faith. You know, I just think about this. I, I mean, I've thought about this several times. Here I am, 46. If I start giving to such, and I'm almost, I mean, I'm kind of like in the, my, my prime age, what will I do when I turn 80? Let me act, what will I do when I turn 90? What do I do? Activate my faith. You wake up by faith. You start walking by faith. You may have to hold the bed a little bit, but you are doing it by faith. And you have a song in your mouth. And you don't, you don't feel like anything. You just pray in tongues a little bit and say, good morning, Father. And you go over there and stay, stay, stay awake by faith and get into the word by faith. I'm telling you, it doesn't take long. You realize energy has come. I mean, I've literally shed tears, lifting up my hands to the Lord after some few minutes of spending time in the world, I'm thinking this, how could I have lived if I didn't have the word of God? How? How? It looks impossible without the word of God. But let me tell you something. When you start encouraging yourself in the Lord, in that situation, you're opening a door for something. For whatever things were written before are written for learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might, find, might have hope. But look at verse, verse 5. Uh, it says this, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ, Christ Jesus. When you, when you read the context of it, actually it's talking about helping others. It's talking about carrying each other's burdens. That's what it says actually. That's what it says. Uh, bear not carrying, bearing others' burdens. Help others. Help others. If you feel so discouraged, that's the time to call someone and encourage them. Have you ever felt it discouraged and it, uh, until you start saying, God, can you send someone to encourage me? No, so I see it. What do you do? Speak to someone, encourage them. I called you this morning just to pray with you. And that's the time you really need prayer. I called to say, I want to pray with you and believe God with you. 
How can I pray for you? I like doing that. You, you encourage yourself in the Lord. Let's go back to our text uh, there in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. Those are so many details about effort that, that they'll hear God through that. But you don't have to hear God through anything else. The Holy Spirit has already been given to you. And you have the living word of God. So David, mark those words, inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this trip? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Now that is amazing, church. Remember, he had no strength. He had already wept until there was no longer strength to weep. The guys, the men he was with, want to stone him. His soul is distressed. In other words, one negativity after another. But in the midst of, of that, He's turning to the Lord. Remember what he started with? Encourage himself in the Lord. The, the thing is this, church. You start speaking to yourself. You start speaking to yourself. You start, you start saying what, 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 you know what? If you're called uh, Ruth, you say, Ruth, you know God has been good to you. There's so many things that he's done and and, and this, this won't be an exception. It's going to help you. Just cheer up. And, and, and if thoughts now are moving against that which, which you are speaking, let me tell you something. When you start speaking words of faith, your mind quietens. It keeps quiet to listen to you. Remember, you are the boss. You start saying, no, God has been good to me. You don't have even to shout. No, God has been good to me. Mom, why are you talking alone? No, I'm not talking alone, child. I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm speaking faith. What is it? No, God is helping us in this situation. You see what? The more you start saying this, you're opening a door for him to speak to you. You're encouraging yourself to the Lord. And then you say, Lord, what should I do in this situation? But if you continue going negative and to negative and to negativity, this is the word for it. You are getting into a depression. And unfortunately, there are so many believers who are depressed. They sh it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. There are so many believers who are depressed. And you hear them say, I'm so depressed. Why? Would you be depressed? You have the Bible. You have the comfort. You get to the Bible. You have the comfort of the scriptures in situation. No matter what you go through. But I'll encourage you this. I'm going, I think that comes later. Yeah, that comes later. I'll, I'll say some things regarding that. So then, God speaks to him. He encouraged himself in the Lord that gave him strength to inquire of the Lord and when he's inquiring of the Lord, God speaks to him and gives him hope and gives him instruction concerning 
that devastating situation. He gives him instructions. And when you can hear his voice in a crisis, you have it made. Let me, let me, I went way ahead of myself, but let me say something. Years ago, the Lord gave to me, I think that was 2013. The worst crisis, it sounds like a tongue twister. But listen to it before you write. The worst crisis in, in a crisis is not the crisis. <laughs> the worst crisis in a crisis is not, the, is not a crisis. It's not the crisis inability to hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you is the worst crisis because you have no hope. Can I say something to you? Every single one of you listening, listen, it doesn't matter the point you are in right now. You are not without hope because you are hearing the voice of God speaking to you right now. You are not without hope. But the worst crisis in a crisis, not a crisis. Inability to hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you is the worst crisis. Even in that worst crisis, as long as you can hear God's voice, you have, the, you have victory over the enemy. As long as you can hear his voice. Can I validate that with the scripture? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall not fear, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But it's because I have, I'm hearing the voice of the shepherd. Therefore, I shall not want. Even in a difficult situation, you can still rise up. You are not in a place that you can't come up. That's a lie from hell. You are not. I don't care how long you've done. You, you've been there. I don't care how much. It, it may be even an, addict, an addiction. You are not without hope. You are hearing hope right now. You are hearing the instruction of the Lord so that you can act that in that distress. You know, when my, 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 my dad passed on 2004 on a road accident, gone that one Thursday evening. It's gone. Mm. I woke up on Friday morning. We used to have an off day on Friday morning. So I was so busy. Just leave the phones in the sitting room so that I can rest a little bit. But I think around 6.30 I gone. I see so many missed calls. But what's happening? And I'm told, you know, dad died last night. He, had, he, he was involved in a road accident. I went back to the bed, I told Gina, and I just wept. And then I was 31, and I said, thank God I've been with him for this 31 years. I'm grateful. Then we went, did the burial and all that. And then five years later, my mom passed on. When I went back, I remember going out of the home, and then I went back at some point in the evening, and I could see all these mamas, you know, uh, with their headscarves and all that, and they are friends of my mom. And, and, and consciously, un unconsciously, I thought, where's mom? You know, it's like all through, from the time I was a small born, as growing up, I was, my mom was there, 
and mother don't say. Now it's a home without mom and dad. And that time I think I was 36 when my mom was gone. The compassion that came inside of me was children that have been raised without parents. That is sad. However, you are without your home. As long as you are here, you've been raised up without parents, you may have gone through really devastating things. But listen, you are alive. And more than that, you are born again. And if you are not born again, you come into the kingdom of God and things change. But look at this here. Was the following, I think she went to be the Lord in June. The following, uh, the end of the year, that was 2009, June, we go over Christmas. I'm telling you, right inside of me, I felt like I had not reached home yet. Because all the years going home is to find my dad and my mom. But I'm going home and I'm not finding my dad and I'm not finding my mom. And I, I remember just at some point just looking around and tears with my eyes and I'm thinking this, Lord, it could have been very devastating if I didn't know you. And I'm not a child. I'm 36. In fact, I came back, I think, uh, came back and a brother, a certain, friend of, uh, a certain friend of mine, we grew up together. He said, oh, now, David, you are an orphan. I thought, you are kidding me. There are no grown-up orphans. Come on. Don't you know the definition of an orphan? You can't be orphan 18 and above. You are grown-up. Oh, don't go around, you are 25 and say, I'm orphan. I'm an orphan. You are not an orphan. You used to be, but you are grown up, Baba. It's time to take up responsibility and believe God and move on with compassion. Yeah, how about compassion if you are left a small boy? Don't an orphan. So don't call me orphan. There's no 46-year orphan. And my father, more of a bad father in heaven. Can you imagine me through someone tells you now you are an orphan? You are an orphan. You have a father now. You have God and you are grown up. Anyway. I was telling you of how devastating it can be if you don't have the living word of God working inside of you. Act on the word. And when you, as long as you can hear God's voice, you have, the victory over, you have victory over the enemy. Listen, hearing his voice is an assurance that he is with you. Thank you, Miss Jen. Hearing his voice is an assurance that he is with you. Look at David. Look at David. That's exactly what happened. Let me ask you a question. Did God cause their enemies to come and burn that city so that he can speak to them? Oh, you know, that's not in the Bible. That's not even, that's not even consistent with the character of God. And then now here comes common uh, questions. Why didn't God stop it? Uh, let's stop right over there. The heaven of heavens belong to God and the earth he has given to the children of men, the ones that have ability and power to, to be able to 
to authorize God to work on this earth are men. Not God. He's given you authority. And even if it happens that way, in a crisis you are in, listen, we have an enemy. There's one time that you'll go to heaven and thank God he won't make it. There, there'll be no enemy. He will not make it. But as long as we live here on this earth, we have an enemy. We have an enemy. Listen, he's a defeated enemy, but he's so stubborn that you have to stand by faith and put him where he belongs to, and it will take faith. Let me tell you something. The worst thing can happen is in a time of a crisis, for you to be convinced that you are the cause by the enemy. You are the one causing this. You are the one causing... If you have a friend coming telling you this, by, like Job's friends, you have a problem. But you know what? Even if I made a mistake, I opened a door for it. Even if that's the case, God, I draw upon your mercy and your grace to help me. And when I do that by faith, he's forgiven me and he's helping me in that situation. The next thing is, how can I hear him? But the best thing to live with is to live by faith consistently. Not sometimes you're in, sometimes you're out. Sometimes you're in, sometimes you're out. No, you stay in, in the word of God and build up that consistency. So as long as you hear hearing his voice is an assurance that he's with you and in you and for you. Then if he is with you, who can be against you? Now that's good. Right there. His voice brings great endurance with the job. His voice brings great endurance with the joy. It brings comfort. It brings comfort. It starts bringing up joy. It, show, it gives you direction in that crisis. It's just showing you that there is a way. Amen? You may not be a great praise and worship leader, but you start singing way maker. Amen? Can you imagine just singing that way maker and you are dancing? And, and God is working with you. Condemnation is a killer and it doesn't come from God. It doesn't. It's condemning you. The enemy condemning you. It doesn't come from God. What do you do? How do you get rid of that condemnation? You go like Romans 8.1 and you start working on the word of God. You start believing the word of God. You start setting your mind on the things of the spirit. You start setting your, your mind on the promises of God. Condemnation God. And then you can stand boldly before the throne of grace and obtain what? Mercy and grace to help you in time of need. Alright. So then the instructions is you will, you will recover, you will pursue, for you shall surely, don't you like it when God tells you, you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Wow, wow, wow. Go to the next one, please. So David went and he Thank God. Now, you see those guys wanted to stone him? Huh? Don't you see, if you start leading according to God, even people wanted to stone you, they were now to follow you. I mean, and that's exactly what happened. So David went, and he and the 600 men who were with him and came to the brook Besor. 
I mean, that sounds like he's sick, they're sore. Bosire, you know, kind of. But, <laughs> Brooke Bessor, where those stayed who are, uh, where those stayed who are left behind. And then it says, but David pursued, he and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind, who are so weary that they could not cross the brook. Bosire, Bessor. Okay, look at it. Go to the next one. Then they found an Egyptian. I want you to see a principle over there. And I'm telling you, a principle of kindness just doesn't change. In a time of crisis, help someone. Help them in their crisis. That's the principle of victory. It's in the time of crisis, help someone else. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. And they gave him bread and he ate. And they let him drink water. Reasonable service. Feed people. When your enemy is hungry, feed them. Then they, okay, verse, verse 12, and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. Figs are, anyone who's ever eaten figs? This kind of good figs? Anyone? Oh, okay. Oh, it, it, was it two weeks ago? I, I went, I think a week or so ago, I went to a supermarket and, and I found figs. And they are really nice. They come from, I think they brought them from Lebanon. The, 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 the shop is owned by Lebanese. It's called Souk. S-O-U-K-H, Souk. But they told me, actually, it means Soko, which is, but that is Arabic, Souk. Like we say in Swahili, Soko, which is market. So anyway, but those figs are really nice. It seems like you can do some cake with figs, because he says there. So you better find out how it is done. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I thought you were in the house. And I started backing orders. <laughs> and they gave him a piece of cake of figs, two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, this is Egyptian, yeah? Now look at this. They are pursuing the enemy. And they find someone and they are feeding him. His strength came back to him, for he had not, he had eaten no bread, no drank water for three days and three nights. That's compassion. Now, these are the guys who wanted to stone David. Alright? They have compassion towards this man. Then, then David said to him, they brought him to David. There's a part that says that. Okay? Then David said to him, to whom do you belong and where are you from? And he said, I'm a young man from Egypt, a servant of Amalekite, and my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. Oh, that's heartless. Huh? Don't send your household away because they are sick without you helping them. You went quiet. Help them. See how you can help. Stand in faith. You are born again. Help them. How are you going to do it? Ask the Lord how you are supposed to help them. Comfort people. In the time of their crisis. That's what he's doing right over there. Now, can you think of how heartless that Amalekite was? But now, if David went ahead... 
and they didn't care for this guy. They couldn't have gotten information that they got from there. They fast fed him. He ate. He's now okay. Now look at this in verse, uh, the next verse. It says this, we made an invasion. Now he's talking. He made an invasion, the southern area of the Jerithites, in the territory which belongs to Judah, and of the southern area of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. And the next one, and David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? So he said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will take you down to this troop. It's obvious there, the man, the Egyptian, doesn't know who these people are. But they have been kind to him. So, but he says this is what he did. He doesn't know even, he, obviously, he doesn't know where they had attacked and burned that city. It belongs to these guys here who have fed him. So he's saying, don't, don't, make sure you don't turn me over to that wicked servant, wicked master. Don't, don't do that. And then don't kill me. And then he says this. And when he had brought him down, so who's, what is he doing then? He's helping them. The one who was thought to be nothing. In other words, in your crisis, you still have to set yourself to help someone. You don't know what they know. The reality is this. It's amazing in so many situations. Your breakthrough actually might be the one that you are showing compassion to. Because you are doing it heartily as unto the Lord. You see that? You see that? Think, think about that. Think about uh, Joseph uh, in the house of uh, Potiphar. This is a servant. This is not a servant, a slave. But God blessed him because of that guy. Because he had a covenant with God. Be led by the Holy Spirit concerning helping people. You don't know who you are helping. I realize it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, it's been proven that actually, actually probably, if you wanted to meet with the president, you need to know one person who knows who has the number for, who knows the personal assistant for the president. You make that one call, you're connected next to the, you are the president. Just one person. But you have to be told by God who that person is. I remember in a difficult situation we were in sometimes 2013, and I was asking the Lord, Lord, what am I going to do concerning this situation? He said this, I remember I was behind Sarit Saint, I'm driving. He told me, call so-and-so. He said that, call so-and-so. And I called that individual, and he gave me the mobile phone number of the man I was looking for. That. And the next thing was this. Calling that man. Now, you've got, I've gotten the number. But now what I'm asking God is, tell me the timing of calling that man. Because, you know, you don't get the number, then you start calling. You're, you're, you're listening to God. I'm obeying the instruction. At, at that point, that thing is threatening. And I'm following the Lord. Then one morning, I think it was on a Tuesday morning after, you remember that situation, after prayer, prayer meeting, staff prayer meeting, then the Lord says this, call him now. I say, yes, I will. And I did, and I got hold of him. And the next thing, 
He gave me the number for the secretary. And the next thing, I was meeting him face to face. He was seeing me with all my glory. No, sorry. <laughs> but I met with him face to face. Why is that so? Listen, your breakthrough is not far. It might be the person that, that you, you are helping right there. And there it is. He knows things you don't know. It's amazing, especially in this nation, workers know things that other people don't know. I've, I've walked sometimes outside and the, the garden, I say, so, uh, it's a, you know, he's just, he just doing his thing. When we have a garden, I call it Vincent. So he says, Pastor, Pastor, did you know that they moved from that house? I say, <laughs> I said, did they? Yeah, who came in? Or, you know the one who used to stay here? He was watching for, I think, give me all this information. I was working for, but, but they, they moved, and they moved back to their country. So who's coming? No, not yet. Can I get the, the person? Yeah, let me ask that that guard can give you the number of the owner. It's a gardener. I mean, they have information. You have no idea. I mean, there's this, uh, this a house that is being built near, nearby, and then Tina tells me, do you know whose that house is? No, I don't know. The guy is in the kitchen, they were saying it's the house for so-and-so. He said, is that so? Yeah. It didn't take long, that's how we found out. It's the same person. These are workers. They know you better than you. <laughs> they really do. If you grumble and do all these things, grumbling in the, in the bedroom, and then you come out and say, praise the Lord. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they really do. How else know? Treat them well. Amen. And, and be an example in your homestead of the grace and the faith. Let's go over there and see if you can finish it. You like stories, yeah? <laughs> All right, let's go over there. And he had brought him down. There they are spread out over all the land, eating and drinking. In other words, he has brought them to where they were. Their kindness is paying off. Eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which they had. Taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them. This is amazing. This is where it is, supernatural comes in. Remember, these guys had no strength. They had wept until they had no strength to weep. These others, the, 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 his men, wanted to stone him. They themselves didn't have any strength, but they want to stone David. David strengthens himself in the Lord. He inquires of the Lord. The Lord gives him instructions. This is what it means. The instructions from the Lord are supernatural and they give you they give you the ability to deal with your enemy no matter how bad the situation looks. Now he gives him and then what happens? They find this man, in other words, they're still walking, they're still moving towards the purpose of God. They find this young man, they feed him, he talks to them, he tells them where they are, they go over there, then attack them from twilight. You know what that twilight is? In the evening. That's the time they get there. Until the evening of the next day. 
Where did they get that strength from? That instruction from the Lord did something right inside of them. It is supernatural power. It's the hope that is right in front of them. God says you pursue them, overtake them, and surely you shall recover all. What is that giving to them? The ability to do that is impossible in the natural sense. They, they work all that time they, they, until the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all. Come on. That's the word of God. When he gives instructions, he'll do exactly that. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. What, what does he say next? David recovered all. Do you know what that means actually there? It's the faithfulness of God in whatever he tells you to do. He's faithful to do it. When you act on his instructions, he's exactly going to do that. And he's given us the word. The Bible says the word is the sure prophecy that we can rely on. So he recovered all and this, the next one is this what? Then David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those others other livestock and said this is David's spoil and of course you'll see let me see if I can go back to my notes here if I need to read this let me have some water over here we make some statements over here several things stand out when discouraged discouragement Discouragement comes in when you have let your mind off the Lord. Off the Lord. That's when discouragement comes in. You've let your mind off, off the arrow uh, from the Lord. And, and this is the thing. You are consumed with your circumstances rather than God's promises. You are consumed with your circumstances rather than God's promises. That's when discouragement comes in. Let's go to Numbers 21, 4 to 6. Look at this one also. There are some people here. The children of Israel in the wilderness. Then they journeyed from Mount Hall by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. Huh? We were in March. I hope you are not you are finishing March. I hope you are not in that place. That you are very discouraged concerning 2019. Do you remember it's only last month but when you are you're dancing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You can keep that dance all through. Amen. What is that so? You have the sure word. You have the living word of God. So the people the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And I want you to see their, their response is similar to David's men. That's what discouragement does. Their response 
is similar to David's men. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Can you imagine if David now started speaking against God? You know, you know, you, you know I know you may say like, yeah, you know, there's no way I can speak against God. Oh, I know what, how people do it. And, and it can be like, praise God. Are you not seeing? What have I done? You know, that's exactly what it means. Are you not seeing? If, if you tell me, you look, I'm looking at you and you say, you are not seeing me. What does it mean? I'm blind. That's exactly what it means. God, are you not seeing? Are you not seeing how my enemies, uh, how my neighbors are doing? And you, you have not been doing, have been in church. And that thing doesn't even lift your voice up in faith. You start, I've been in church all this time. All this time. What follows me? Oh! And then what follows me? There is nothing over there. But look at this. You may think like, I can't speak again. It's God. Go, go, go quickly to Malachi 3.13. We'll come back to that scripture. Malachi 3.13. Say, but there is no way I can speak again. It's God. No, Pastor, I love you. I can speak again. It's true. Really? Look at, look at um, verse 13. Malachi 3.13 says this. Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Whoa. Some prayers are not prayers. Oh, yeah. Some prayers are not prayers. They're harsh. You, you know, like, if, if I'm, I'm getting something, you know, from, from, from Tina, and, and I took it, I, I take, uh, I, I talk this way, Suni Songezei Yokitu. You see, that, 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 that's really not a request. That's not, that's not the right attitude. And sometimes prayers, like, people pray that way to God. You know, and he says, your words are being harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have you spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. You may not say the exact words, but it's possible. God, God, I've been an usher. I've been an usher. All this time, Lord. In outreaches of KSF, I've gone several times. God, are you not? No, those are not tongues. They're complaints. You, you, you understand? They're, they're complaints. You're saying, I'm being in choir. Those ones are not here. I'm in choir. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, when are you seeing me? What does it mean? You take the promise. It's useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept His ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed. For those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. Have you ever thought that way? I mean, this guy is here. He never worked hard in class. He is not born again. My goodness. This guy, the way, and he looks so prosperous. No, you have been deceived. God is a just God. God knows how to fix your life. What do you need to do? Have faith in Him. He's working out things. What do you need? Instead of getting that discouraged, then lift up your voice and not speak against Him. Let's go back to the Scriptures. Let it be in that verse, verse 15. So then the people are really discouraged. And what did they do? Uh, 
the soul of people became very discouraged on the way, and the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. Do you know what that is? Worthless bread, they call it manna. There's nothing you can get from heaven, which is what. But they are so discouraged that their souls are discouraged. They are rebelling against God. This is discouraged. You never allow that. You never allow the devil to take you away from your only hope. He's the only hope you have, church. You never allow that. You go back to the promises. Listen, if you can put your tape on your mouth, just put it so that you don't utter anything that contradicts the living word of God. Just put a tape in your mouth. Because you are tempted so much to say something. Don't. You say, God, help me. God, I'm trusting you. God, help me. And then, uh, and then he says, a worthless bread. And then, so the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they beat the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Why is that so? They were discouraged and they started speaking against God and his promises. Don't allow that. Listen, you are not without hope. You may be right now in a difficult situation. You are not without hope. And the thing is, you are not without help. You may not know how it's going to turn out. Look at this. When, when God spoke to, to David, he didn't know they were going to find that Egyptian young man. But when you start obeying God, you start lifting him up. Him up. He will guide you. He will lead you. And you'll have what you are, you are believing God for. You'll see it manifested. Amen? Go to Hebrews 12, 1-4. As we, we start winding up. Starting now. In Hebrews 12, 1 to 4, it says, Therefore, all, we also, remember, it's come from Hebrews 12. You know what Hebrews 12 is all about? It's about faith, talking about faith. Then, then it comes to therefore, meaning there was something before. Okay? It's talked about faith, 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 faith. And then it comes, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. What do you think those cloud of witnesses are? Men of faith. Huh? Okay. The, 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 the Bible was not written in chapters. So he's continued saying we are, we are surrounded by cloud of witnesses. He's been talking about people of faith. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us. Do you think that which race is that? The race of faith. Come on. The, the Bible says, it's, remember it's a walk of faith. So if it begins with a walk, can it be also a race? Does it change into something else when it begins, becomes a race? It's still faith. Alright? You remember what Paul says, I have what? fought a good fight of faith, I have finished what? 
the still the same. So it says endurance, the race, endurance, the race that is set before us. Now this is the big part over here. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We look here, you set your eyes right over there. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How did he win? He didn't place his eyes on what he was going through. He placed his eyes on what was coming after. That's how you win, people. It may look so bad. But you don't place your eyes on what you are going through at the moment. If you set your eyes on what you are going through at that moment, you become discouraged. But you set your eyes on what is going to happen after that. You know what? However long it takes, I know something here. At the end of it, I'm going to stand believing God. If it doesn't manifest, I'm still going to believe God to the end. You know, you, you know, like you've observed recently of how many young people and people are committing suicide. Do you know why that is? That is courage. That, that is hopelessness. Young people. And I'm telling you, uh, oh yeah, you sent me that, that clip of a certain individual. What is happening right now, you look at things in the natural, people are losing hope. The young people are losing hope in a nation. You see, the government, actually, if you think of government helping everyone, it doesn't. It's God who helps people. It's God who comes through people. That's why we've been called to live by faith. Oh, my brother goes in and he's now the president. He'll help. No, 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 he's not going to do that. He's not going to. You have your hope in God. You have your faith in hope. But because of hopelessness, they commit suicide and they become so desperate and they can do anything for money. So what are we supposed to do as the church? Speak hope. Speak hope. Minister hope. You get around some youth, minister hope to them. So many unemployed, educated people. What do you do? Minister hope. But you can only go to the word of God. You see, you can start giving hope if yourself a living life of faith. Minister hope in a situation. Whatever it is, minister to the people hope. And if I hadn't found that hope, I would have committed suicide. I could have been in hell for 22 years plus now. But I found that hope in Christ Jesus, and that keeps me on a daily basis looking, for, looking at the end of it all. Listen, there's a day coming, church, that will be taken into glory. Hallelujah, glory be to God. There's a day coming. There's a day coming. You know, when you start thinking about this, whatever you are going through is temporary. Even if it's taking one year, it's still temporary compared to the glory. What do you do? You start looking at the promises of God, and this is what will happen. The more you set your eyes on God's promises, the more 
you are developing faith to change your current situation. That has to be inside of you. We are are carriers of hope. So you're looking unto Jesus, who is now seated at the right hand of God. But look at this, what follows next. The, The next one. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Consider him. For you have not resisted to bloodshed striving against sin. You haven't. And here, anyone here, you resisted temptation until you, 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 you shed blood all over. I mean, you know, that, that's not true. It doesn't happen. But look at this. You look at him. How do we look at him? Listen, he's the express image of the Father. You're talking about provision. We're talking about like what, uh, what uh, uh, Andrew said during tithes and offerings. You're looking at the situation in the natural scarcity. But listen, if you are listening to, the, listening to the Father, your eyes are up and you start seeing the realm of possibility. And as long as you can see the realm of possibility, you have your needs met. If that was not the case, this ministry, I know for sure, Pastor Zwerd and Carla, this ministry could not have been existing here until today. Because you don't look at the natural. You look at the spirit. You look at the natural, you become discouraged. Oh, but you know, the years have gone. Which years now are you talking about? By now I ought to have done this. Ought to. Who told you that? So by you complaining about it, how are you helping yourselves? Go to the word of God. Listen, he will help you recover all. Even the years that are being wasted. He helps you. If there are years that are being wasted, glory be to God, I get to the word of God, that which the devil has stolen from my life. I believe God for sevenfold restoration, and I'm going to stand in God's promises to see it restored. You know what? You know, I tell people this. I mean, be, when, I, when someone just tries to talk to you, okay, I'm in your calendar. I'm not running your race. I am not in your calendar. If your ears have gone, that is not mine. I am believing God. You say they have gone. Oh, yeah, but you know, you are 45. You are not even married. What has that to do with you? Yeah, it's, it's, shut up. I mean, I've never seen in a script that thou shalt be married by the time you are 25 years, says the Lord. I haven't seen that. I really haven't seen that. So then what do you do? You believe God. Okay, okay, okay. So Mr. Know All, you are saying now I'm 45, I am not married. So you are Mr. Know All, you know everything about marriage. What am I supposed to do since I'm now 45? Are you going to reverse my years to 22? Because you know everything, it seems like. No, but no, 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 no. Let, you started this conversation. All right, let, let, let's go into this. So what do you mean by that? How are you helping me? How are you encouraging me? Do you have even the Bible to tell me of what I'm supposed to do? You know, you know, for me, I was married when I was 21. No, 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 no. We're not talking about you. We're talking about me. 
that you said you know something I don't know that at 2045 I ought to have been married, but I'm not married, so how are you helping me? Yeah, you are those difficult Christians that say, no, 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 no. Weeping and wailing for days are past is not going to help you, but you can have faith in God right now who changes things. Can, can you think about that? You know, I'd rather believe God all through, all through. God, who can have me, remember to him, one day is like a thousand years. If I believe him, everything that I have seemingly lost, he can have me enjoy just in one day. And the joy of it wipes everything that I've gone through. That, that's, what, that's what Joseph told his brother. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. In other words, I haven't lost anything. I'm in a place now to help you. What am I telling you today? You never, ever, ever, ever entertain the devil of discouragement. Never, ever. Never, ever. Faith, now faith is. You act on faith. Let's go to the last scripture, probably the last scripture. I already told you about the crisis. You remember that? Don't ever forget that. Listen, big thing here. You inquire of the Lord, ask Him, don't conclude in your own wisdom or understanding. Trust in His ability to speak to you even in that crisis. The big thing here is inquire of Him. He's all-knowing. He cares for you. He loves you. Then you ask Him, don't conclude in your own wisdom. Trust in His ability to speak to you in that crisis. Then you choose Second Corinthians 5-7. Can we say it together? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Can we say it together? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Can you, uh, can you personalize it? For I walk by faith, not by sight. Hmm. Amen? What is it that you are facing? I walk by faith and not by sight. Where is that faith? I've gotten it from the word of God. How is it coming? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. What is coming in me? Faith. What does that to do with me? It's supernatural. It's a supernatural force. What is it doing inside of me? It's positioning me to change my current situation. What is that doing inside of me? It's bringing in joy and expectation before the Lord my God. I'm strong. I'm healed. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let me read you to a scripture of what has just happened. And then... A moment over here, I left my iPad up here of what is actually is happening. So, um, come on. Okay, so they rose early in the morning, that's 2 Chronicles 20, 20, and went out in the wilderness of Jehoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. 
Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who would sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Can you say it? Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise the Lord and to praise, the Lord sent ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Hallelujah. And the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them, and they when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. You should know that is what, what's happening to the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So when Judah came to a place of a look in the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and there were their dead bodies falling on the earth. No one had escaped. When you offer praises to God, He inhabits the praises of His people. And listen, He knows all where your enemies are. He knows there's nothing that is hidden from Him. He knows what to do with your enemies. No one escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. Say so much in my house. So much in my life. More than I can imagine. More than I can think. Because God is faithful. Amen. That's exactly what happens over here. He's never changed. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka. That's blessing. For there, they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place was called the valley of Baraka until this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat in front of them to go back to Jerusalem with the joy. For the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. Hallelujah. 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 Father, your people have demonstrated faith. However, in the situation they have been, you are faithful. You are faithful. King Jehoshaphat said, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Father, thank you for having sent us Jesus. Thank you for breakthroughs after breakthroughs. Breakthroughs after breakthroughs in their lives. Thank you, Father, for angels working on behalf of your people and have worked on behalf of your people to bring forth the promises upon their lives. Thank you, every man of healing, every man of breakthrough, 
in the lives of your people. Thank you, Father, for the manifestation of your presence upon them. May this day mark new beginnings in their lives. New beginnings in their lives. Father, may your voice be so real. As you, Moses spoke, uh, you spoke through Moses, saying the Egyptians that you see today, you'll see them no more. May this mark a new beginning in your glory and in your presence upon their lives. I bless your people in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord has lifted up his countenance upon you and has given you peace. Shalom in Jesus' name.